Welcome to another segment of Cooking Around the World with Chef Marshall Huffman. Uh, I'm uh, the Director of uh, Hospitality Program here at Parkland College. And today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's Italian cooking. We're going to be looking at a couple of products that primarily come from northern part of Italy. The northern part of Italy is probably the most beautiful part of all of Italy with Lake Como there and Pisa and Tuscany, that whole area is absolutely gorgeous. And they also have some fabulous food. Now what we're gonna show you today is two quick meals that you can make. Neither one of them are extremely difficult and that's part of what we said we were gonna do with this series. The other thing is, is that we said we would find products that you could easily get locally, such as Snooks or at County Market or wherever you happen to shop, Jerry's IGA. And so we got, went out and just bought our products locally, and that's one of the things that we like to do when we're making these kinds of meals. The other thing we said was that we hopefully your family would eat it. Well, these are certainly delicious, and I think if you can get them to try it, they're absolutely going to fall in love with it. The first one we're going to make is spaghetti carbonara. It's a simple product, and it can be used in a several different ways. One of the ways is it can be used as an appetizer. It's done quite often in Italy. They'll get a small plate of spaghetti carbonara followed by the entree. And so I'm going to show you how to make a quick spaghetti carbonara. The other thing that it can be done is served as a full meal. It's that good. Uh, the problem is, is that it's pretty heavy. So uh, you want to kind of, uh, you know, you have to really be hungry to eat a whole plateful. So we're going to make it in a small portion like you would make for when you're serving an appetizer. So all it takes is a few products that you can get locally. It's going to take a little heavy uh, cream. Well, I don't have heavy cream. You can use milk. Try not to use 1% skin milk or 2% milk. If you use regular milk, it'll probably work out just fine. The other ingredient that we typically put in it uh, is prosciutto. Prosciutto is a very, very thin Italian ham and uh, it's relatively expensive and one of the things we want to do is keep the cost down and this may not be something that you have in your uh, icebox readily available. Well in that case you can use good old everyday bacon. So we're going to make ours with bacon and uh, later on uh, when I feed the staff here we'll make it with uh, some uh, prosciutto and we'll see if they can tell the difference. But bacon works just as well. The prosciutto doesn't have quite as much fat in it and that's one reason why you know, people like to prefer that. So we're going to need an egg, we're going to need a little bit of butter, and some Parmesan cheese. And that's pretty much all we're going to need for this. So we're going to start off over here by getting our skillet just a little warm, and we're going to put a little olive oil in it. And that's all we need of that, and we're going to throw in just a smidgen of butter. without the wrapper. And that goes in there. All right. And we're going to let that go. And while we're doing that, we're going to go ahead and put our bacon in. And what I've done is just simply diced it up a little bit. You don't need real big chunks. You don't put the whole piece in there. But we're just going to drop some in here, kind of separate it out a little bit. And we're, all we're going to do is let this brown a little bit. And we're going to leave all that grease and everything together in there. And that's where we're going to get an awful lot of our flavor from. And so we're just going to let all this brown together. And what this goes on is spaghetti. Well, if you'll remember some of our earlier shows, we talked about the best way to make spaghetti. And spaghetti's best made when you can make it the day before, 
or you can make it that same day, but one of the easiest things to do is make it previous to when you're trying to go ahead and serve this meal. You can make it up to three days, four days in advance. Put it in the refrigerator and then simply reconstitute it, which means to put it in some hot water when you're ready to actually do it. So I went ahead and cooked our spaghetti so you don't have to sit here and watch me cook spaghetti. The spaghetti itself is always better if you cook it with about, mm, that smells good already, it's uh, better if you cook it with about three quarters of a gallon for every one pound of spaghetti. And one pound of spaghetti will easily feed four people, four adults. So if you've got uh, four adults, you can figure out one package is pretty much going to do it. All right, now we don't want this to brown too terribly much. In other words, we don't want it to get overly crisp. So I'm just going to keep moving it around a little bit. And we're going to add in just a smidgen of white wine. Now this is uh, a Pinot Grigio. And we're going to add that in there. And that just gives it a little bit more flavor. Smells pretty good, huh? Not bad. Not bad. All right. Now we don't want to overcook this. So when it gets to just about this point here, because I'm going to come back and add it to the heat again, I'm going to take this off the fire and just set it aside for a few seconds. Over here, we're going to go ahead and make our actual carbonara sauce. So what I'm going to add in here is milk, or heavy cream is what I happen to be using, but you could use milk, an egg, a little Parmesan cheese, a little black pepper, and a, we'll need a whisk. And we're just going to kind of whisk all this together. You want to get this pretty well mixed. And using a wire whip that is not real stiff is much better than using one that is stiff because you can't whip it back and forth near as well. And it just is too hard to do. That's for something else. So I use these thin wired ones and they really work well for this kind of meal. All right, so I've got that ready. And Believe it or not, we're just about there. We'll put this back on the fire and let that just warm up. We're gonna put our spaghetti back in there and we're just gonna reconstitute it. Now I've already cooked the spaghetti prior and it's cooked al dente, which means it's to the tooth. And I've cooked it that way, and it's cold, and I've had it in the refrigerator. Now all I'm going to do is drop it in some hot water, stir it around just a little bit. 30 seconds is all this needs. All right. While that's almost ready over there, we'll pull this out, drain it real well. And how much do you give them? Well, about a handful is fine for a one meal. So about something like that there. You just throw that right directly into your pan. 
and you add in this. And you don't have to have a lot of heat at this point. It just takes a little bit. And all you want to do is move that around on there a little bit. And this is a good time to add, if you like a lot of pepper, which makes this meal really, really good, add a little bit more pepper to it right then. And that goes on a plate. And while that may not look like that's going to fill somebody, believe me, that will do it. Wipe it off a little bit. And you can send that out. And that is absolutely delicious. It is so simple to make. It only takes a few seconds. Now here's the downside of this meal and why I say that it probably should be used as an appetizer. It cools down very quickly. So you can't wait around and have all of your plates sitting out and then wait and go talk for a while and come back and then get them and take them back out. Once this is out, it's only going to stay at this temperature for a very short period of time. So you want to make sure that when you're ready, you have your plates ready, you have it all ready, you dip it up, you put it on there, and it goes out the door right then. Five, ten minutes from now, it's not going to be near as tasty as it is right this moment. So this is one where you want to have everything ready to go ahead of time so that you can just knock this thing out. And again, as an appetizer, it takes about the same amount of time to eat this as it does to eat a salad. So you can substitute this for a salad, which is what people do quite often in Italy. All right. Pretty simple. Awfully good. Awfully good. But very heavy. Now, today's heavy cream uh, is being made uh, so that it's trans fat free. Uh, uh, that's the latest craze, uh, until we hear differently, that uh, trans fats are bad for us, and at some point in time, somebody will come out with something new. But for right now, uh, even the heavy creams are being made uh, and advertised without trans fat. All right, that was the first one. Easy to do. And my pan is a cleanup, and if you keep it off the heat as soon as it's served, all you have to do is rinse this out, and you're done. Easy cleanup. All right, the next thing we're going to make is we're going to make an Alfredo sauce. Now, a lot of people are afraid to make Alfredo sauces. They buy it at the store because they think, I can't do an Alfredo sauce. Every time I try it, it either comes out too thick or it comes out too thin. Something is always wrong with my Alfredo sauce. So what we're going to do today is make one that's really simple. Well, why doesn't Alfredo sauce at the store taste the same? It's pretty simple. When they make Alfredo sauce in a bottle or when they make it as a powder, one of the key ingredients, and this happens to be a brand name, but one of the key ingredients is always whey or arrowroot or some sort of an agent that helps thicken it, preserve it, and keeps it from breaking down. When you make it at home, you don't need that product, and so you get that real fresh cheese flavor. You don't get that pasty aftertaste that you sometimes do when you eat it at the store. Now, I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying that when you make it yourself, there's nothing better. So we're going to make 
uh, an Alfredo sauce because it is, again, one of those simple things to do. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to put a little butter in here. As soon as they can figure out uh, butter without trans fat, we'll all have it made, right? Okay. And let that get going. And we're just going to put that on a medium heat. All this is going to be done on a medium heat. I'm going to add a little olive oil. Key ingredients. I'm going to throw in a little garlic salt. Now you can add fresh garlic to this. That's okay. You can do that. I like the garlic salt because when I'm mixing this all together, I want this to be fairly smooth. And garlic leaves kind of chunks in it. So I want this to melt down. And I'm also going to add in some white wine. How much? Uh, two, three ounces will be fine. And we're just going to let that all come together. And while that's going, I'm going to add in some heavy cream, trans fat free heavy cream. And I've got about two cups here. And two cups will make plenty for four people. Two cups of uh, cream or heavy cream will uh, make enough for two people easily. So I'm going to just let these melt. And one of the things you have to do when you're doing this is you have to whip this pretty well. And again, that's why I use this little thin one here. Because you really have to get this butter incorporated into the heavy cream. If you don't, what will happen is it will start to separate. It's called breaking. And what will happen is the butter will start to separate from the heavy cream. So we want to make sure that we get this really whipped up together. Well, what I do is I just kind of go back and forth like this here until we get to the point where all of the butter is absorbed and this gets kind of a froth on the top of it. Now I'm not trying to make whipped cream here, but I am trying to make it enough to where I make sure that all my butter is incorporated into this. Something about like that. Doesn't take too terribly long. And you can see that it's kind of frothy. All right, now what I'm going to do is add in some mozzarella cheese. Now, when you're adding in the mozzarella cheese, there's a trick to that, too. You want to make sure your heat's low and that you don't add it all at once. You add it in small amounts while you're whipping it. Now, this is a lot like if people make fondue at home, they're going, hey, I know this recipe. This is how I make my fondue. Well, it's very, very similar. The only difference between this and fondue really is the amount of wine that I use. And quite often when I'm making fondue, I add flour to it a little bit to help thicken that up so it'll hold. You can see how thick that is right now? That wouldn't be very good. It's all a matter now of consistency between this and heat. And so you see I picked it up off the heat and I want to keep moving this around. And it just takes a little bit of effort and what we want this to do is to melt to the point where that starts to just run off there. Just a minute ago it was too thick. And you have to be careful with how much you add in, that, in the way of cheese. If you get too much in there, it's going to get too thick. Well, if it gets too thick, what do I do? Well, add a little more wine. The wine will help break this down fairly quick. As a matter of fact, if I'd add in right in there, it would start to break again. I'm just going to add just a smidge more. I'd I think I'd like it a little thicker than that. 
And it'll do this again. It'll get real stringy. But that's okay. And really, a lot of people like theirs thicker. Some people like theirs real thin. Well, you just have to kind of decide what you want and add just enough cheese to do that. Now, the next and last ingredient that I'm going to have to add to this, oh, it's a getting there. You can see it's no longer thick, but it's no longer real, real thin. So I'm just going to kind of let that sit there. And I'm going to add a handful of Parmesan cheese. This helps give it another flavor. Now, you can use several different kinds of cheese. Parmesan happens to be something that most people have at home. That's why I'm using that. But Romano works just as well. Matter of fact, it actually gives it a little bit better flavor. Now, when you put the parm in there, you're going to have to make sure that you keep whipping it quite a bit because one of the things it's going to do is start to reconstitute itself. So we'll have to add a little bit more parm. Now, all I'm going to do now is just kind of let this thicken up a little bit, which I don't have to do a whole lot to it. Let's see how that is. And what the ideal is, when it's made just exactly right, what you want this to do is coat the back of a spoon and just slowly run off of it. If it runs off too fast, then it's too thin. Well, that's running off a little faster than I'd like for it to. So it's just a matter of balancing it out. And it's really not that hard. It looks like, oh my gosh, he's having to be doing this. I mean, you know, I haven't been doing this for four or five minutes now. It's really not that complicated. And you don't have to, once you've got it to this point here, you don't have to keep whipping it completely. It's almost there. And what I'm going to do now at this point here is add in some fresh ground pepper. Mm -hmm. That's the final key and ingredient. And don't be afraid to use it. All right. And that's it. That's just about the way I want that to look. It's starting to just pour off there. It's got just enough heat. If I need to reheat this, the easiest way to do it is to hold it above the heat. Don't put it right down on the stove. That way you can control how much temperature is going through it. We're going to set this over here. And now we're going to get our fettuccine noodles. They work a lot better than spaghetti. Now, linguine will also work. So either fettuccine or linguine, it works well. So I'm going to reconstitute this one. My little spoon. And all again, this has to be in there for just a few minutes. Alrighty. Once that's in there, you're going to want this to drain really, really well because you're going to put this directly on the plate. The other one didn't matter quite as much because we put it in our skillet. Well, what we're going to do on this one here is we're going to put this directly on our plate. So we want to let that drain real well. And we'll put our fettuccine noodles on here. And the Alfredo sauce can just be either ladled or poured gently over the top of it. I put just a little bit on it first, 
And then what I'm going to put in here is some diced chicken. This really adds to the flavor. Now, you can do this diced chicken several different ways. I happen to grill mine. You can do it in a saute pan. I did this ahead of time. You can put it in the microwave, heat it up for a few minutes, depending on the type of microwave you have. Put a little more on this on top of it. So it looks something like that. And you want to make sure you turn that your burner off on that. Add a little garnish to it. And it should look something like that, which is absolutely scrumptious. And if you like to give it a little more color, just a smidgy more pepper on top of it. Something like that there. And that is an easy way to make Alfredo sauce. It is not complicated. If you make it fresh, it's not going to break down anyway. They won't separate. The only way this is going to separate is if you hold it for a long period of time, try to reconstitute it in the morning. I have had leftover, put it in the refrigerator, cool it down, and then the next morning when I reconstitute it or reheat it, you need to reheat this to about 165 degrees. Well, when I reheat it, I have to whip it quite a bit to get that butter to go back in, because when I first take it out of the refrigerator, one of the things I'll notice is the cheese is kind of separated from the butter. So all you have to do is whip that a little while, and pretty soon it'll start to come back together, and it'll stay about this same consistency. If it's too thick, add just a little bit of wine to it, and that will break it right back down to the same consistency you had the day before. So this isn't something that just because not everybody ate it, you have to throw it away. You can keep this product overnight. Your fettuccine noodles, you can do the exact same thing with. Put them in the refrigerator, keep them overnight. One of the things that I do when we're having company is I bag these in individual bags of eight ounce portions and that way I know exactly when I get ready to reconstitute that I have exactly enough. So I throw in my eight ounce bags, heat them up, out the door it goes. So you can put this whole meal together very, very quickly. And all of these meals are relatively inexpensive. None of this is cost a fortune, and you can get this almost any place, any of the ingredients that you need. So that's what we did today for our thing. Go put some garlic bread with that, and boy, you've just got a meal fit for a king. What a great, great dinner. Um, our next show, we're going to, that's why I'm wearing my little shirt today. In our next show, we're going to talk about some Cajun cooking. Um, I attended a New Orleans uh, cooking school and uh, they gave me some great recipes and some great ideas. So uh, in our next show, we're going to do a little bit about Cajun cooking. I uh, hope you'll join us and I think that you'll find that uh, we've got some real treats for you coming up. Thanks and I'll see you again next time.